Lisa Crown Podcast. So excited to have our spotlight featured guest joining us today. This gal, oh my word. Um, you'll see, you'll see for yourself just how big her personality is, how open and sharing that she is. But more than that, this is a killer, right? I've got lions in my background. You can't see it if you listen to my podcast, but I got lions in my background because I'm interviewing a lion. She's in the top 5% in the nation. She does big, massive business up in Washington, been in business over 21 years. She is on the uh, board doing the social media piece inside of WCR, which is Women Council of Realtors. She has won Affiliate of the Year over and over again. She pours her heart and soul into her food drives, which she's been doing over nine years. She's uh, a gem in this business. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Kelsey Myers. How are you guys? How's it going out there? All right. Doing good. Doing good. Kelsey, thank you so much for being in the hot seat today. Um, so excited to interview you. We have worked together for many moons um, and I love it. I love it. You really set the bar for me high as a coach. When I got in this role six years ago, um, I, I told my boss, I go, the only way I'm going to get better and stronger is if you give me some killers. If they stay, I'm onto something. If they tell me to pound sand, then I don't, I'm not in the pocket. And you stayed, lady. So yes. I um, stayed. I stayed. And you know what? You can't shake me, girl. Nothing. Nothing. I said, I don't if want you to, I swear me, you. I stay. You know what I mean? Like you were speaking my language. Give it to me, girl. I told you to be the Rick Ruby of title coaching and you are. So thank you so much. For those that don't know who Rick Ruby is, he's the core coach for all the top loan officers in the world. And uh, Lisa Crown is right there with him for all the top sales execs. So thank you so much. Huge compliment. Heart just exploded. Thank you for that. It means so much to me. Uh, feeling is absolutely mutual. So thank you so much. So I'm just gonna, I want to, we want to get to know you because there are people all over the country, right. That are listening to this podcast and either a, they just started out in title. They're in the middle, maybe a little stagnant, you know, the pandemic has kind of brought them down or they're not, you know, it's opening back up. We're going to dive into that. And I thought you're the perfect person for shift, adjusting your sales. I like saying that S A L E S right. <laughs> adjusting your sales for any type of market that's thrown out you shift is important and so to get into that um topic i first want to say um how did you get where you are today this is what people that are listening really want to know the truth tell us the truth tell us right how did you get to the top five percent in the nation well it all started by mistake I started in this business when I was 16 years old and I started working for my sister and she was a lender. She still actually is. She works for Caliber Home Loans. And I started at the front desk answering the phone um, for her. And I looked at her paycheck and I was like, hot damn, that's a nice paycheck. She was making six figures over, let's see, that's got to be 26 years ago, right? 20, 26. 27. I don't know. Anyway, how old am I? Ooh, let's not talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it was a long time ago and I looked up to her and I was like, dear God, I want to do that. And so, um, I was actually a loan officer when I was very young and right after college. And then I was like, I don't know. The rates were high, whatever. And I stumbled across, um, Fidelity national title. Like and they stumbled across me. I, I put in my resume and they basically hired me one year after. So we had a hiring freeze at Fidelity. They hired me one year after that hiring freeze on the spot. And at that time, I knew 
how to order out title, but I had no idea what title insurance was. All I knew is that those loan officers, when I walked into their office, I joked about it and I was like, I smell a 1003. Do you need me to open title? And I had no idea what I was doing. Oh my God. But then I saw all these killers around me opening up all these big deals. And I was like, I want to be like that. I want to do that. So not only did I work very, very hard with my lenders, then I was like, well, I, in, in order to do the big dollars, the big money, I need to shift my business to my realtors and take them value. So I know the business side for the lenders. And so I was like, okay, how can I make that work for my agents? And all it is it's not rocket science. It's building relationships and becoming a partner within those relationships. And for me, I love my people. I love them so much. So, and they know that I pour love on them and it's not just my clients that I love and I pour into, I pour into my escrow teams and they know that. So I treat them like they are my clients. And soon enough, you start climbing up one thing after another, and you're getting out, up that rung of the ladder, and you're up here then, right? And then you go and you hire a coach. I wanted a coach so bad. You know why? Because managers don't work for me. They're not there to help you with creative ideas of getting out of your own way and also helping you stay in your lane. And I think that with you, sorry, I gotta give a mad plug to my plug to my coach Lisa Crown, Aww. but that's the way it works. You helped me grow and get out of my own way and put on my horse blinders and stay in my lane and keep going one foot in front of the other. It doesn't matter if you had a bad day. It's like a diet. So what? You ate fries yesterday. Whatever. That was yesterday. Today's a new day. And if you know anything about me, I love fries, girl. <laughs> they go. I love it. You've you got to have them in my life. Anyway. Now, now if somebody is listening and they just, started, if they just started in title this year, yeah. like last year, and building relationships is a challenge because it's a pandemic. How do you yeah. build relationships not being in a pandemic, you know, being kind of locked down? So if you guys just started last year, you know what I would do? I would use that beautiful thing that you have on your, um, in your hand and it's your phone. And I would make sure that your outlook is updated at all points in times. I would text people. I would call people and I would check in with them and I would see if that you can either one, do a zoom call with them on getting to know them better and shadowing their business and, or seeing how you can provide value. And if they say no, who cares? They were already not with you. Right. I always say, gives you I always say to people, you have a hundred percent of none of their business right now. So what are you right. losing? You're losing none of that. Zero. Right? Yep. Yeah. Now our business is going to continue to change with all this disruption in the market, right? How do you actually adjust those sales? How, how do you adapt? This is something I feel like you and I could wrap out about for a very long time. Yes. How do you adjust the sales? We have another shift. We have another shift. Okay, so here's my thing. Learn the market, okay? Look at what other people are doing. Not just title people. That's not what I'm talking about. Look at the killers in real estate. Look at the killers in your lending markets, 
Okay. Look at those people. Look at what they're doing. Look at what Barry Habib talks about. Listen to MBS Highway. Listen to all the experts out there and what they're doing. Listen to the economists. Know your marketplace and pivot off of that. Okay. Last year, we had no idea this was coming. Just like in 08, we had no idea there was going to be a financial meltdown, except for I kind of figured there was something coming when there was a 620 credit score and you could have a no income, no asset loan. Like, boom, that's crazy, right? right. But here's the thing. Last year, we had no idea there was a pandemic coming. What we did was treat it as though these people needed to hear from us regardless. People were like, I don't want to call them. I don't want to be disrespectful. Guess what? They want to hear from you. You are experiencing this just like they are, and they don't know what to do. Be their friend. Be there for them and continue to pivot with them. Continue to provide new ideas and work with them. You are their partner. Mm -hmm. Be the expert. I, I love that. I, I also love to go one step further with learning and listening and listening to in Inman and listening to all these different people and the industry leaders and Clubhouse is a great lead to get in to hear some of these industry leaders and just listening to them talk. The other thing too is this will help you crack down some targets. Go interview your top targets, the big ones, right? Asking them the questions about what their plans are, what they're doing, you know, all that kind of stuff. That's actually an in for you as an opportunity. I do that a little bit in the coaching also is challenging people to go interview those top targets, right? You know, um, I, I was going to ask you about also <sighs> adjusting your sales. So there are people right now that are like, should I go out in the field? Shouldn't I go out in the field? nobody was out in the field. There's a lot of people out in the field. Like it's a mixed bag. Are you going on the field? What are you doing? Well, I'm doing whatever my clients are doing. If they want to see me, they're going to see me. Okay. If they don't want to see me, then they're not going to see me. But I'll tell you one thing. I was listening to an amazing podcast the other night from Gary V. No, I love him. Chills. I love him. Okay. You guys, can we get him on my podcast? Who knows him? Dude, Gary Vee, he's amazing, right? Okay, so here's the thing. I was out there, I was washing my car because I love a clean car, right? I wash my own car, but people might think that's weird. I don't care. Love a good detailed car. But I was listening to Gary Vee and he was in my ear and he was saying over and over and over that do something that no one else is doing. If people are not in your marketplace going out in the field, then go out in the freaking field. Go wow. out in the field. If everybody's doing Zoom, go out in the field. And you don't have to go out all the time, but drop by a little gift or something. Go out with your mask on, whatever it is, whatever your regulations are. If your company's allowing you to do that, do it. Go out there. Make those appointments. Meet with those people. Run towards the fire. Don't run away from it. Mm -hmm. And do whatever got for the people that are in this business now. This is something that I absolutely freaking love from his podcast. Whatever got you to this point, continue to do that. And mm. I'll tell you what, being in front of my clients, texting them, calling them, being their friend, because I enjoy spending time with them, got me to where I am today. And I'm going to continue to do more of that. Love. So, you know, there's my long story. Gary B. And I always feel like you bring up Gary V on my podcast. I got to say my very favorite Gary V line myself, because he's a gem for those of you who don't know Gary V, you have to follow him on Instagram at Gary V E E. 
Uh, he's amazing. He is a realist. He's a influ a, a realist who is an influencer, um, you know, and just making an impact. I think in our world, honest to God, he has been he's my soul. Here's something that he gave to me. Right? You always think he's just talking to you. He was just talking to me, Kels. I swear. He <laughs> he really hammers down about making mistakes and how it's the lessons in there that create the strength on the next leg of it. And that there's so much shame, be feeling ashamed or not good enough. And we want to do this life perfect and we want to be perfect and we want people to like us and we don't want to screw anything up. And so in that mentality, we don't allow flow and we don't allow exponential growth. And it's this protection of not letting ourselves screw up, have a bad call, present wrong, drop a ball, blah, blah, blah. He gave the, I feel, I owe it to him, honestly. Gary, if you're listening to this, I want to say thank you for giving me permission many years ago, because I've been following him for a long time, giving me permission to make mistakes and that we're not to do this life perfect. No, you're totally not. You're not, you're not here to do anything perfect at all. It's progress, not perfection. Right. Right. Progress, wow. not perfection. In his last podcast that I was listening to, just total sidebar with Gary V on here, because um, he's now listening to us on the right. podcast. Right? Uh, but he needs title. Take, Drop those, a line. Drop a take line. those fearful moments and learn from them, you know? Like, learn from those fearful moments. There was a point in time where he goes, you know what, people like, they're in their late forties or whatever. And they've been hit by this pandemic and they're afraid to start over. He's like, why are you so afraid? And he was talking to this one gentleman. I, it was just so heartwarming. I'll get you the podcast. I'll tell you which one to listen to, but it was a, it was a great one. It spoke to me because I often I'm an ageist, right? Like I'm 43 years old. I'm like, Holy, can I say shit? I just yeah. did. Holy shit. Like I'm 43, I'm not where I want to be yet. I still have got so much work to do. I don't have X, Y, and Z. And it's just, it's driving me insane. And so that's why I asked you that question today on our group call too, by the way, that was my question on creating balance. The days that you feel like dog poop and the, then the days that you're like, oh my gosh, I just want to drive and go and da, 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 da. How do you create balance in that? You that's like my answer? I loved your answer. I was talking right to your soul, sister. I know. I was looking <laughs> at you going, yes, sister. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, it's important. I, I just, it's giving ourselves grace and doing a check-in. And we did a podcast called The Check-In. It's important. That has all the answers because your check-in is the truth. Don't answer those types of questions with what do they need for me? What's the expectations? What's the demands? What's my reputation? All the things I need to do. I need to be, I need to whatever, fuck all that. You need to say, I, you need to get in there and go deeper, 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 deeper to the core of what does Kelsey really want? Right. And then owning that answer. And sometimes the answer goes, oh, come on. no, you know? And it's like, honor that, honor that. Because when you honor the truth, you fuel up your little soul and the productivity and the flow and the joy, right? I don't want people yeah. to not love what they're doing. And you don't love what you're doing at times because of you. It's, yes. it's people's fault that they're in their own way for that flow because they're not being honest with themselves. But anyway, it was, I, I loved it. It was great. I'm glad you brought that up today. Hey, let's circle on a different topic here. Let's do it. Uh, so 
let's talk a little bit about, and, 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 and it kind of weaves into why sometimes our days are a little off. Okay. Um, I know because I was in sales 19 years. And in that time, when I got a lot of rejection in a day, it would throw my sale, it would spin me out a little bit. How are you yeah. dealing with rejection where you're at and actually through the course of business? Because honestly, today in the 21st year versus who you were on year three, four or five might be different. Okay, so you get, you're going to think I'm nuts, but it started a long time ago and I used to tell my husband this. Those people are freaking crazy. I'm, I'm really dialing it back for you on the swear. I, it's okay. I see These people really are freaking crazy. They don't want to work with me. You know what I mean? They're freaking crazy for not wanting to work with me. Sally hung up on me. Screw Sally. She's all, and then I look her up and I'm like, you know what? Sally only did five deals last year. Screw her. She's stupid for not wanting to work with me. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I've got a lot to offer. I'm intelligent and I'm innovative and I'm creative and I put you with the right freaking people. You know what I'm saying? Like I, people always come across me. They're like, you freaking know everybody. I'm like, yep, sure do. And if you're good to me, I will be good to you. And I will align you with the people that you need to be aligned with always. So with that in mind, I think when I get that like click or the F you or the don't call me, I'm like, you know what rhymes with no huh. on I just reverse it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no. And I'm like, that means it's going on. Like, I'm going to call you back lady. And you know, I've got um, a little DNC, like do not call in my outlook. Right. I have a whole bunch of people in here. Okay. That, that was me tapping my phone for the, the people that are on the podcast. Yeah. Um, I have a bunch of people on the DNC. Like they have a big DNC next to their name. And my assistant, Katie, she's a freaking rock star. She goes, Kels, you're not supposed to call them. They don't like you. And I was like, screw that bullshit. I'm calling them today. And guess what? When I do, they love it. They're like, oh, hey, how's it going? I'm like, it's going great. How are you? Did I catch you with a minute? Oh, oh, a little Lisa-ism, right? Actually, I think that was a Kara Peebles. I was gonna say it's a Karaism. It I, is. I'm gonna give yeah. her a little shout out. I swear, and, and, I snagged that from her. I was like, Kara, I cannot claim this. You, you get all credit. But honestly, she gave me a gem six years ago, and I will take that till I retire. I, I put that, and I, I took it, and I put it in my back pocket, and I use oh. it all the time. And remember, remember, the one time I didn't use it, I got hung up on. Remember that. <laughs> massive target you guys massive target and i he hung up on me and guess what few few months later i think it was like six months later i started getting business from him because i didn't give up you know i know if we had an audience here and i had you like on a panel i know if i said questions from the audience somebody would raise their hand and say kelsey what does your average day look like it's a very it's a question i ask a lot of the killers that i'm interviewing Okay. People really want to understand how do I, what's the best use of my time? Okay. So, um, I get up in the morning about six 30. I know that might be late for some people, but I'm not a morning person. Um, and I start at seven, I jump on a call and I listen to my call and I ride my bike. Um, I do not have a Peloton for all of you out there that have your Peloton. So I do about a half an hour on my bike while I'm on my call. And it's an inspirational call that I do almost every single morning. 
And then I get myself to school and then I come back and I start working. Um, generally, I'm answering emails and text messages at night. So I don't have so much to do in the next part of the day. And I start hammering through all of the things that are in my inbox. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I get them done while my assistant is doing my just listed. And then she starts on my prospecting. So then I start making phone calls and text messages to our prospects. Uh, and then I have lunch, normally with a client. I know you don't care for that a whole lot, but that's my break bread. I love that part, right? Um, my only thing about it, I'm down with lunches that it's a client who's doing a good amount of business. If someone's doing the five deals a year, you know, three deals. It's a year. all discretionary. Yeah. Like, I just, just, I mean, more like wait, coffee or at the office. Up to your discretion. There we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's up to your discretion. Then I actually have the choice to go pick up my son from school. I pick him up from school and I continue working or I have uh, appointments in the afternoon. And then I usually cut out at about five or six. Okay. And then we do dinner and I go for a walk with my husband and our dog or my dog and my son and my husband and our oldest usually is at kayaking until about seven. So King uh, Louie to the rescue. Her dog King, King, King Louie. Louie goes for a walk. So that's what a typical Kelsey day looks like. Um, after being in the business for 20 years, you do have to put on your Nomex and go in and fight fires a lot. Um, and that's where I really thrive. And I love that because I can give my project book. And this is something that you taught me, Miss Lisa. Mm -hmm. I can give my project book to Miss Katie and Katie goes ahead and she completes those tasks and she mark, marks them in pulse, which is our CRM system. For those of you that don't know what it is, mm -hmm. she marks them in pulse and sends the emails and the whatever out through pulse. I don't know what she does. Cause that's, that's her thing that she manages that. Right. And, um, I take on the, the tough stuff. I never have her answer any questions that are related to transactions. That's my job. That's mm -hmm. what I do. And that's how it gets me business because people know I know how to solve a problem. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget the one moment in time this client told me, and he still works with me, and he's one of my top agents. In fact, you know who he is. Mm -hmm. um, he goes, Kelsey, the buck stops with you. And I said, sure as hell does, sir and I am going to handle it. Consider it handled, it's done. You come to me, buck stops with me, I will take care of it. See, I love that. It's a big part of it, as you can hear, especially my new people, it, there's confidence there, but confidence comes over 20 years. So someone who's one year in the business and doesn't even know what title insurance is, they're not confident enough for to help that client that you're talking about. So if someone's one year in the business, that guy calls and says, shitstorm just came about and the person is listening to the shitstorm and they have no idea what they're talking about. How do they answer and solve it? Okay. Hey, uh, Lisa, sorry that you're going through that. I'm going to figure out a solution for your problem. Let me call you right back. After I come up with a solution, I'm going to call escrow and find out how it's going on this transaction. And they, they might be still yelling at you, but empathize with those people, okay? This is their transaction. Maybe it's their one transaction for the, they've had one in three months, whatever. Or maybe this is their 10th transaction this month and they are ballers, right? You empathize with them. You let them know you are on their team. You are their advocate for the, for the company. I said this the other day. I said, don't worry 
Lisa, I am your advocate. I'm here to help you navigate through this transaction and I will take care of it. That's a nugget. Y'all should write that down. That's a good one. I love that. Navigate through the transaction. Love. Now we talked about an average day. Tell me about if you're having a bad or a shitty day, how are you actually dealing with it? How do you get when you either have a dip in energy or a situation come about and it just pulls you down? Like how do you get back into your body and start grooving again? That's a really good question. Cause it happens a lot. Um, I might come across, <laughs> I, I might come across as a tough old broad, but I am actually a really sensitive flower. You are okay? sensitive. I'm a sensitive a Sally. Kind of like yeah. the caramel in the middle, right? It's hard I on am. the outer, but you open it up and the outer shell. Yeah. But I'm very sweet on the inside. Oh. <laughs> um, you know what I do? I have to step away. I have to step away. I get in my car and I go get a coffee um, coffee makes me very happy. Um, or, uh, and, or I'll put on my running shoes and I'll go for a walk. I can't run anymore because my knees are shot from all, all of my collegiate cross country and track, but, um, I go out and I put on my headset and, or my ear pods or whatever. I will either call a friend and I learned this from Kevin Kaufman, my buddy at EXP. Mm -hmm. uh, down in Arizona, big old shout out to him, but I will call one of three people, like a, a client that I know is a friend. I will call a family member or a best friend, or maybe I'll call Lisa, maybe I'll whatever, or I will put on music. I like to listen to dance music, like Jamiroquai or something like that. And, or Eric church, he's my favorite artist. And I will go for a walk and I'll, I'll clear my head that way. And, um, by the time I'm done with my walk, it doesn't have to be a long one. Maybe, maybe I only have enough time until my next call until like, maybe it's a half an hour. Maybe it's only 15 minutes. And if that's the case, I jump on my treadmill, but I will go and I will try to forget about it at that moment and compartmentalize. I know all the therapists out there will be pissed that I'm saying this, but I try to compartmentalize it and move forward. Appreciate the honesty. Thank you for that. There you go. <clears throat> um, very good. And we're wrapping up here. I wanted to know, um, what advice do you have for someone today who just really wants to bring in more orders? It really comes down to it. They really want more orders, getting up a little bit more on the leaderboard. What's your advice to them? Do more of what's gotten them to the, for, like gotten them there in the first place. Is it calling? Is it texting? Is it classes? Is it in-person stuff? Is it what is it? Do that. Do more of that. Is it handwritten note cards? Is it birthday cards? Do more of what got you to this place. Um, I will never forget jumping off the stage when I only had 10% in the company and I wanted 5% and I looked at you. Yep. I was so disappointed with myself. And I, I told you, I said, I am not going to be 10% next year, I will be 5%. And you know what I did? I ground it out. Mm -hmm. I did more phone calls. I did more text messages. Mm -hmm. I reached more people. You have to reach more people and get your message out there. Whatever you are as a rep, that is your message and carry that out to those people that you want to work with and go after the killers. We talked about it prior to the call. Lisa and I were prepping you guys 
um, and go after the killers, go after those lions and the tigers and the bears, you know, go after the, if your dreams are, are not scary enough, they are not big enough yep. for you to achieve. So yes. go after that shit. I love that. I didn't never think I would have closed 4.6 million last year. Never in my wildest dreams ever, you but know, I always wanted to close it and I wrote it down mm -hmm. and I achieved it. Mm -hmm. Oh no, you had that intention. You know, it's a little bit of your fuel though. When you hopped off that stage and you looked me in the eyes, there was no messing around. You're, you're funny. You're a jokester. You make me laugh all the time. Like we, <laughs> <laughs> you're just too much. There was no joke in that. It was conviction, determination. And I don't care if I don't eat, sleep, move it. You know, I don't care. I will never be that feeling for you. Now, let me tell you, there's thousands of other people that would have died for your spot in the 10%. But the reality was there was something in there that fueled your soul for clarity as to why you're going to call more, as to why you're going to do more, more appointments, more follow-up, more strategy, more creativity, hire a team. All these things went big, big into place because it was, the goal was so crystal clear and the feeling of having it otherwise was just not enough for you. It was amazing. It was a, a really, I'm glad to be a part of that epic you moment. You forgot that last part though. What? It was execution. You have it's, to execute your goals. You and have, I think that's yeah, the big thing. Can't with a that. lot of people write their goals down and they don't get to them. They don't ever do them. Um, that's one thing that I can say is that I've always written them down and I've achieved them. And dude, just do it. Like write them down. I don't give a shit where you write them, but write them down and share them. I shared um, in 2019 so before pre-pandemic, right, I wrote down some goals and I shared them with my family and I told my son I would take him to Legoland if I closed a certain amount. Aww. By God, I took that kid to fucking Legoland Oops, sorry. <laughs> because I was not going to give him a goal. Like I was not going to tell my child who at the time was five and Legos are everything. They still are. He's seven. Now I was not going to tell my child that I was going to take him to Legoland. If I reached, reached a goal and not reached the goal. Are you kidding me? What a loser parent I would have been if I didn't. <laughs> oh my God. Right. I love that. I love that so much. You know, we're talking all this stuff about the top 10. There's people who are listening that either know what that is or they don't. And if you don't, we definitely do have something within our firm called the top 10% in the nation. It's an honorary invitation to be a part of an incredible weekend where you're honored in front of the other people in the top 10% in the nation. And <clears throat> I love it. And thank you to the company. I'm always, I'm always invited every year, which I love. I used to be there when I was in sales. So I know how important this thing is. And everybody's really fighting for a spot and a seat there. In 2018, I remember um, that year, but it was in 2019. So in May of 2019, we had a hundred, it was 117 new people filled spots. Yeah. Yeah. And it was this national, like, oh my God, you know, that 117 people, Kels, didn't get an invitation that did the year prior. It's amazing. Right? There is something about it and everybody wants to get in. So let me ask you, if somebody's listening right now and they want to get in, they want a seat at the table, how do they get in the, to the top 10%? What, well, I'll tell you what, I'm not giving my seat. In the no, mindset. Sorry, sorry about your seat because I'm not giving mine up. But um, 
I will gladly share my bread with you though. Come on. Sit uh -huh. next um, you know what I think it is? It's what you said before the dedication and then the writing down the goals, the execution, just executing it. And, and again, I'm going to go back to this again, doing more of what got you to the point that you're at right now, right? Maybe you're closing 125,000. Okay. Can you crank it up? Can you give any more of yourself? Can you hire an assistant? For me, I didn't hire an assistant until I was at 250. Okay. And then I never looked back because I was like, oh, hell no. I want more time with my family. I do not want to be working. Lisa knows how much I worked before mm -hmm. I had an assistant. She knows how much I did. A lot. I did not spend very much quality time with my family. I didn't get to see my son do certain things. And I thanked my assistant yesterday when we went to lunch for administrative assistance day, mm -hmm. because she gives me time that I would not normally have with my family. Yeah. So whatever it takes, take that mind shift. If you have to share an assistant to create whatever you need to do in order to get that end goal of Maybe it's, maybe it's 250. Maybe that's your goal. Okay. Look at it. How many more orders is that going to be? How, and then work it backwards. How many phone calls? What does that look like for purchase versus refinance? As we know up here in the Northwest, three purchase, or excuse me, three refinances equal one purchase. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, it might even be four refinances equal one purchase now because our purchase prices have gone up and through the roof. But what I'm saying is work the numbers backwards and that will get you to the point where you need to be. Okay. Yep. And I, and I, you know me, I'm not, I'm not like a time blocker. You, you want me to time block. I'm not real good at that. I'm my ADD kicks in and it's terrible for me. But when I start talking about my freaking numbers, I know them backwards, forwards, inside and out. And by God, I know how to crank them up. And that's Don't important. That, that formula and understanding and identifying what gets it to crank them up is what it's all about. You know, ultimately, and this is what I think it. people are fighting for. Yep. That's my um, one line. Um, the other thing I was going to share with you too, and I just forgot it, <laughs> but it was um, doing the brain. Oh, I know what it is. Persistence, persistency and consistency always wins the race. You're right. So if you're going after people, just stay on them. Yeah, people appreciate that. What's the sales statistic? It's like um, after, I think it's like after one attempt, it's like maybe only 50% of people even move forward after to right. the second attempt. Right, what? Yeah, and then like at 88, uh, at, at the 13th attempt, it's like something percent conversion. Yeah. Amazing. So stick with it. Why are you giving up? Right. And by the way, I don't take anybody out of my um, database. I leave them all in my data bank. You know why? You never know. You never know. I just move them further down the list. They're not as important um, if they're not willing to communicate with me. But if they give me any glimmer of hope, I kind of tick them back back up into the VIP section, you know, like closer to the VIP section. See, I whack them. I, I want them out once I've been around do. a long time. I do because I want them to see the difference of my drips 
versus totally gone. And when I whacked people, I had 65% become my client before I retired. So 35% never gave me the time of day. Good. You didn't get my shit. And I pulled out 35% of new people to come and take their spot. Cause guess what? They were getting a seat at my table. All right. In close, I want to say this in business. What do you, Hey, you know what? And in life and in business and in life, what do you know for sure? Kels? Nothing. <laughs> I'm dead freaking serious. You don't know anything. I am dead freaking serious. You guys, whoever's listening to this, um, I'm not being funny. I'm trying to be very serious. In fact, uh, but you don't know anything for certain. Okay. So go with intent, go with intention towards your goal, whether it be, um, and, and everybody screws up, give yourself grace, dude, Laura, Lord knows I've screwed up. Okay. I've screwed up a lot. Lisa knows she's my coach. She knows a lot about me. Um, and I've screwed up a lot. But here's the thing. I've never looked back and regretted anything because nothing is carved in stone. I take every mistake, every falling down, and I look at it as a gift and there's a silver lining in everything. So I learn from those mistakes. I, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. My feet are here. I'm looking down at them and I'm right here. Right. So where, if you're, <laughs> if you're in the very beginning of your career, you're right where you're supposed to be. If you're at the very end of your career, that's where you're supposed to be. Give it your all every single day. If you're in the middle of your career, that's where you're supposed to be. Nothing is given to you. You have to work for it. And it's hard. If you want it, it's hard, but damn it. There is nothing that is guaranteed in work, in personal, nothing. And life is fucking short. Yay. Kelsey Myers, thank you so much for joining us today. Appreciate your words of wisdom and your nuggets that you dropped and definitely all the fun that we had. That was awesome. I appreciate you so much. Keep killing thank it you. out there, my friend. Thank you for having me. Uh, good luck, you guys. Give me a call.